From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, February 14th. The Moab community is mourning the loss of 17-year-old Zoe McKinney. On Friday afternoon, Zoe was hiking with a group of friends on the Moab Rim Trail when she fell approximately 30 feet off a sheer cliff face. That's according to a police department press release. Her friends called 911 while trying to find a way to safely get down to where she landed. First responders on scene were able to rappel to her and discovered she had died from the fall. Zoe's friends, family, and community gathered at a vigil at Grand County High School last night. Music played softly as those in attendance looked at pictures of the high school senior and wrote memories and messages on poster board. Zoe is remembered as a loving friend and a big part of the high school cheerleading team, where she mentored younger teammates. Grand County School District Superintendent Taryn Kay says therapists are on hand at the schools to speak with students and staff. She says the schools and the community are deeply affected and need time to grieve. Here's Kay. So we're obviously a small community and uh, everyone is connected uh, in one way or another, whether it be, you know, through actual being a relative or working with someone or living in the same neighborhood or going to the same religious organization or, you know, there's just so many ways to be connected. And so when I feel like when any member of our community dies, it impacts all of us. And uh, that is only heightened when it's a student because loss of life at a young age, it's really we mourn what could have been, what should have been. So anytime we lose a student, it is impactful for who that student was and the impact that they had with their friends and their family and the staff. But it's also anytime there's a death, I feel like it brings to the surface for everyone who's ever experienced loss, which is almost everyone. And so not only are you mourning uh, the person who's just died, but it also resurfaces loss that you've experienced. And we have that with our students. You know, if we have a student who's lost a parent or a sibling or a grandparent or anyone else who was close, when we when we have a student who dies, whether other students knew them or not, it brings up grief for, for the loss they've sustained as well. And so it's kind of like a, when you drop a, a rock in, in the water and you see the ripples and the ripples just go out and out and out and out and keep going. That's kind of the impact on everybody. So just trying to support everybody, um, students, staff, and give the community a way to grieve give our students and staff a way to grieve and a way to talk, and then just be really intentional about honoring the person who's, who's passed away and giving their family an opportunity to participate in activities that their student would have participated in. So we'll be looking at what that means specifically with Zoe. As her senior year progresses, you know, we'll be talking to the family about how we can include her in some of the the significant activities that seniors would experience. 
Grand County School District Superintendent Taryn Kay on community-wide grief after the death of high school senior Zoe McKinney. A GoFundMe campaign has been set up to help Zoe's family with funeral expenses. Find that link in the show notes of today's news. A group of San Juan County residents is protesting a new resort development in Dry Valley, just north of Monticello. They believe the new accommodations would seriously deplete the area's water resources. And as KZMU's Emily Arnson reports, the concerned residents are calling on the state to conduct a survey of the area's aquifer before approving the company's water rights application. A glamping company called Clear Sky Resorts is looking to purchase 133 acres of land near the intersection of highways 191 and 211. If approved, the company would be allotted 5.73 acre-feet of water per year, which is more than 1.8 million gallons. Keisha Yote is spearheading the protest against Clear Sky Resorts. She's worried that the state will promise the new resort more water than the area has. The Utah Division of Water Rights is responsible for granting permits, but they are not required to survey an area's water supply before approving applications. There have been other water applications that have gone in, and the state is just approving without knowing how much water we actually have. And there's no study that has been done to see how much water we actually have. There's no funding for it. Water surveys usually fall under the purview of the United States Geological Survey or the Utah Geological Survey. But these studies are not always part of an application's review process. Jared Manning is a deputy state engineer with the Utah Division of Water Rights. He says that even though the division decides how much water a permit holder can have, they never guarantee that all that water is available. Some people compare it to a hunting permit. You know, you may or may not get it. Monitoring wells in that area were last surveyed in 2006. These wells track changes in the amount of water in the aquifer, but they do not measure the total amount of water. The last records in this area show that water levels were stable, but this data was collected almost 20 years ago. Mark Stilson is the Southeastern Regional Engineer with the Utah Division of Water Rights. He says he can't discuss the Clear Sky applications because the protest is still ongoing. But he explained that to know how much water is in the Dry Valley Aquifer, the area would have to do a study similar to the one that was done in Moab several years ago. It took about five years, cost about $500,000. And at the end of that, we got a nice new study. And in that case, uh, it showed that there wasn't as much water as previously thought. And so that helps inform our decisions going forward. Stilson says the Division of Water Rights is not responsible for handling situations where aquifers are depleted faster than they are replenished. In areas that do exceed their safe yield, there's a state law that provides for groundwater management plans, and they will begin cutting off water right users until they get back to that safe yield. In these cases, people with the most recent water rights are cut off first. Yote runs a glamping business near the site of the proposed resort, but her concern with Clear Sky is not necessarily about the business competition. Here's the thing. I'm not saying no to any development. I'm not stupid. I own a business out here, but let's be smart about it. The glamping site that Yote runs is much smaller than the proposed resort. Her business, Glamping Canyonlands, has six tents and a communal bathroom. In the peak season, she says she uses about 400 to 600 gallons of water per day. Even if they used that amount year-round, they would still only use about 200,000 gallons of water per year. 
Clear Sky Resorts has proposed to build 82 guest domes, each equipped with their own bathroom, plus a restaurant, swimming pool, spa, movie theater, and wedding venue. When Yoda applied for the water rights last year, the state recommended that she take the max amount, 5.73 acre-feet per year, even though she never anticipates using that much. When I sent it in and applied it, the state came back and said, hey, the max amount you're allotted is 5.73. I can approve you to have that much amount. Would you like that? Yeah, sure. To me, the amount that we can use over a million gallons of water a year is insane. We will never use that. Just because we have it doesn't mean we can use it. And we should all think like that. But we will allow one big corporation to come in, then more are going to start coming in and more are going to start taking it off. And then what happens? What happens to little people like us and the neighbors that live here don't have any water? Water aside, she thinks a large resort like Clear Sky would detract from the experience of the area and set a bad precedent for other businesses to do the same. Can you imagine having these domes, 80 of them, plus other things, just surrounding this rock that is such a beautiful piece of landscape? It just takes away from the magic of the area and the solitude and the stargazing, the feeling that there's still that sense of rural openness. It affects San Juan County. It affects Grand County. It affects everybody. And we need to work as a community and work together instead of separate. And just making ourselves aware of what's happening to our area and our land and our waters. San Juan County will hold a virtual hearing about the company's water rights application on February 16th at 2 p.m. For KZMU in Moab, I'm Emily Ernson. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, February 14th. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.